0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the owner of Washington's women's soccer team on reaching goals. These players are not only in the top
1: 1% athletically, they're in the top 1% in terms of their education status, the brilliance that they have.
0: There's a new game in town, or if not a new game, one that is both positive and poised for real growth in our community. That's women professional soccer, and specifically the Washington Spirit, our hometown team in the National Women's Soccer League. Serial entrepreneur Steve Baldwin, who's here in the studio with us, recently purchased the spirit, and he has big plans for this franchise and a strong passion for providing great sports entertainment and access to role models for our children. Is that a novel approach to sports? Well, maybe, but let's find out more. Steve, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me today. Well, I must say, being an entrepreneur myself, how does a successful information technology entrepreneur, a a government contractor, become the owner of the Washington Spirit? I came to the game really
1: through my daughter. My younger daughter is a player. Uh, She currently plays in Europe. And uh, I saw the impact that the game had on her in in making really positive uh, impacts in her life. My daughter has seen the world through the game. She has gotten a Great education through the game. So when the opportunity arose to take over the spirit at the beginning of 2019,
0: I took it. Your daughter played club sports while she was in school, though she wasn't a professional athlete.
1: Well, she yes. Yeah, so she played here uh, in DC uh, locally for the Braddock Road Youth Club, and uh, then she spent uh, a few years at the University of Tennessee. She almost went pro out of high school, and then she the coach uh, over in France left, and so she decided to go to school, spent three years at Tennessee, and then decided to leave school early to go pro, and she's been over in
0: uh, Europe for now three years. The interplay between having a professional league and kids' sports, there there seems to be a very strong vertical integration aspect. What do you think it is about having a professional league that's important for people who are playing sports as, as children and young adults? I
1: think it gives them... Um, having a pro league gives them a, a path or it inspires them to a unique opportunity. You know, I think back to when, when I was a kid, if uh, f- for girls, uh, a pro league didn't exist in, in soccer. It didn't exist in basketball with the WNBA at the time. And so now, uh, with, with through some of these leagues and team sports, girls, as they mature into women, now have an opportunity to, to continue their passion I think the real challenge that that we have in in our league, in our sport, is to raise the economic uh, situation for the players. Mm
0: -hmm. That is something that was highlighted with the last World Cup as an example. Correct. And, you know, if
1: you you look at through the history of the sport, there's been activism around uh, equal pay pretty much every World Cup. I'm an advocate of our players in our league actually making more than the men. Uh, but I want to achieve it through the market, and I think it really is incumbent upon us as, as owners and as a league to market ourselves differently, sell the excellence in our product. And in doing so, over a period of time, we will achieve the outcome of having our, the minimum salary in our league higher than their men, male counterparts in MLS.
0: So the mission of providing a, uh, a pathway for women who want to be professional athletes – and be paid fairly compared to their male uh, compatriots in similar situations. That to my mind is emblematic of the whole issue of equal wage for equal work that's running through corporate America right now. It strikes me though that there's something else behind this which is the aspect of providing positive role models. And one of the things that I've always wondered about is the obligation athletes have. I remember Charles Barkley famously saying, I'm, I'm not a role model for your kids, and how people re- rejected that, and were very unhappy with him. I think he was trying to make the point, don't be like me, but it went on deaf ears. And why is it important for young women to have role models, and how are the athletes on your team role models for our young women? If you look at a lot of the, the data
1: around girls' participation in, in sports, you see... If you look at women leadership in, in executive positions in corporate America or government, nearly 80 percent of those women participated in, in sports growing up. And so you can establish a direct link between participating in sports, the lessons you learn from sports, the, the ability to uh, deal with adversity, learning how to fail and, and, and overcoming those things, I think are lessons that, that girls get through that participation and it helps them as as they mature into women and and pursue their careers. I think our players feel that responsibility as, as, as role models, and what is nice about our players is that aspect is really wired into their DNA. If you look at the players in our sport and in our league, how they interact with kids, it's completely different than what you see with their male counterparts our players routinely line the field after a game, uh, spending an hour or so ta- signing autographs, doing selfies, and you see the entire team doing it. And you see these kids uh, lining lining the field. The The thing that's been interesting in, in my year of doing this now is the number of boys that are actually attending our games wearing our players' jerseys as well. So I think we've, we're starting to see that transformation of – of kids and how kids view uh, women's sports and their interest in them. And uh, our players do feel that responsibility as, as role models and things they do on and off the field to, to help inspire these girls as they, as they mature.
0: A few weeks ago, you and I had a chance to talk some about some of your players, and I must say one of the things I was struck by was how accomplished they are. Yeah, it's, uh, they sure are, you know.
1: Our club has five graduates from Stanford, and um, we've also had players with Georgetown, Virginia, uh, North Carolina, Wake Forest—you know, some of the best schools in in the country. And the the, the women in our in our club ha- are very accomplished in the majors that they have: business, engineering, computer science, things like that. And uh, uh, you know, I, I like to say that I have the best collection of uh well-educated athletes on the planet so these players are not only in the top you know one percent athletically they're in the top you know one percent in terms of their education status the brilliance that they have
0: i lived overseas for a while when i was younger and soccer which they call football is of immense popularity over in europe and around the world here it's Not captured that level of mind share. Why do you think it is that that soccer is not as important in the American sports mind as what our foreign friends call American football, for example?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's the part of it is tradition and and history that you know is is really uh, from a soccer perspective maybe only has one generation here in in our country. I think the demographic changes that are taking place are are changing that. I think what's unique about our league uh, for the uh, in the NWSL is we are the only professional league in this country that can say it is the best in the world. And I don't say that to uh, downgrade MLS, but it's really to put a spotlight on the excellence that that we have in the league, and that's really the opportunity we we have as owners in this in this league is to take advantage of the increased interest in in soccer particularly women's soccer you saw it with with the most recent world cup we have to take it take advantage of that exposure and really work to to continue to elevate the status of the players so our sport does become the the best women's sport in in the country and I think I think we have the the opportunity to do that and a big part of it is just more and more exposure uh, I think the other thing that you have that kind of holds our our sport and, and women's sports in general back is a a lack of corporate uh, partnerships in it you yeah. know basically one percent of marketing dollars in corporate America goes to, uh, that they spend on sports goes to women's sports. Imagine the difference if just 20% of those dollars came into, into women's sports, what that would do uh, socially in terms of elevating the status of the players, inspiring more girls, uh, inspiring more kids. Because as I mentioned, the boys are, are taking a much uh, greater interest in, in our sport and our game and i think that combination will will raise raise the status of the of soccer in general in the country.
0: I know you're spending a lot of time right now building corporate sponsorships. That's you know your background, you understand how to do that and i'm i'm going to watch it with great interest. I, frankly i think you're going to be successful. I don't see you failing. Yeah. <laughs> As an <laughs> entrepreneur, i just i feel that uh, and and i'm very excited about this. I think i before i let you go, let's make sure people want to come to a game. How are they how they get tickets. Okay, so we, uh, uh, we in 2020,
1: we will play at three venues. We will have four matches at our longstanding home at the Maryland Soccerplex in Germantown. We will play four games at Segra Field in Loudoun County. It's a new stadium that D.C. United constructed uh, for their Division II men's team, about a 5,000-seat facility. And then we will have four games, including our league opener and season opener at Audi at Field this
0: year that's cool 20,000 seats to fill 20,000 there. there.
1: (laughs) well we you know we played two games there last year the first one was a sellout second was just under a sellout and it was a crazy good environment that our fans really enjoyed and we're going to improve upon the experience that we delivered last year for them
0: well we're looking forward to that and we're looking forward to your success Steve it's both uh, an exciting social venture but frankly an opportunity to make a real big difference in our town so thanks for joining us today thank you very much for your time Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, and our web writer is B. Aldrich. Music provided by two local bands, the Sunbathers and my own band, Two Car Living Room, thanks to Acuity. Acuity is a leading technology innovator solving big data analytics problems. Check them out today and discover the power of Acuity. If you have a story idea, don't forget to tweet us at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for joining us.